0: Welcome back to another episode of But Why of the podcast, and today we're talking about a film franchise that has been around for twenty years now, pretty much, and has bought, brought us some great things and some not so great things. We're talking about the X Men films. As always, I'm Kate, and here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello.
0: And to kick this off, let's start with the good. What's your favorite X Men film?
2: I mean, that one's easy if we're going to count it. Deadpool, and it's not even close. <laughs> Or Deadpool two, and it's still not even close.
0: Okay, what's your favorite? So essentially, these are broken down into franchises, pr- franchises within a franchise. So what's or your Logan, favorite, and it's still not even close. What's your favorite <laughs> X Men proper film? What's your favorite Wolverine film? What's your favorite Deadpool film? Uh,
1: the first Deadpool. X. X two, I guess for X or X Men first class count. Days yeah, that's Past. a
0: weird one. It's technically, it, it's all, they've made it one massive franchise, which is their fault.
1: Um, I probably have to say first, Days of Future Past is really good. Uh, I think Days of Future Past for like the X-Men insert title here thing. And then Logan for the Wolverine. Logan overall, like is better than all of the movies put together. I don't even think it's very close, but yeah, so I'd have Deadpool one, Days of Futures Past, Logan.
2: Honestly, it might be Days of Future Past, even though first class is not bad. Uh I'm gonna go with Days of Future Past, I guess technically Logan, because I mean the other Wolverines are bad. And then I guess just Deadpool at this point. Whichever one. I mean, either way, these the last three movies outside of that we get when we'll get there in the timeline are by far superior than anything else we got. So. <laughs>
0: You both seem so pained.
2: Well, one, I'm like with Adrian. It's just so convoluted. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the fun thing we get to do about this episode. We're going to try to dissect and then probably say, no, this is not worth trying to dissect. No, but I I remember
1: I I really like X2, but I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, I don't know if it holds up, but I know Days of Future's Past is really good. And I know... uh, first class is really good so it's really just trying to pick between those three in terms of like the actual x-men ones because the other like the you know the logan movies obviously or the wolverine movies obviously logan's the best and then deadpool one deadpool two is kind of a toss-up but it's really trying to if i like x2 more than i like the other the uh the reboot ones or like the time travel ones or whatever they're called uh but i haven't seen x2 and i don't even know how long probably since i had cable when it came out on fx
2: I'm saying yeah, that's like from two
0: thousand and three.
1: that's how why I was trying to remember too.
0: why do all roads lead back to f x <laughs>
1: because they played. because they have the
2: movies <laughs> f x had the movies has the movies i don't know they had the movies and killed all their t v shows f x x yes
1: f x x x movie time power or <laughs> some variation of that um, f x stays the future's past. <laughs>
0: Um, so my favorite X film is Days of Future's Past because it's a fairly good, um, it, it's a really good retcon and that's something you can't really pull off well. Granted, they throw out that retcon later, <laughs> but it's a really good retcon, but it's also a fairly good adaptation of that story. Um, and I really enjoy seeing the old X characters being utilized and shown, not necessarily utilized, but shown. Um, especially, is that gonna be a common
2: theme thing? of just like not utilize just shown?
0: Oh, yes, we're gonna get there. um cause it's taken me a long time to understand that. <laughs> um, and I guess like x two is technically my favorite of the original three, and then Logan with Adrian on Logan overall, and then Deadpool one over Deadpool two for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think and I think those are pretty standard, right? Like I don't, I don't know anybody who would say anything outside of the variations.
0: Yeah. I mean, I of think that, t- like t- no t- one's
1: like uh, less than. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't I, was think, like, it's I think, it's like think that. the
0: two from the new X series that are always in contention for top are First Class yeah. and Days of Features Pass, Usually, I think I feel like those two are interchangeable for most people.
1: Yeah, I think so
2: too. Less than, they might bro. people might just remember them as the same movie at this point.
1: Yeah, they do kind of blend together. Really? I, I don't know.
0: No, I think Days of Future's Pass is the only one that doesn't really blend together.
1: Yeah, Days of Future's Pass is kind of... I think it blends the two like universe things together. Yeah. Kind of a little bit, right?
0: It retcons.
1: Yeah. It just does that. Um,
0: but there's also a reason on why they all blend together, which we'll also get to <laughs> later on. Um, but I do want to make clear that this isn't just going to be an hour of us shitting on the X-Men franchise. There will probably be a lot of that, but I do want to make sure that we're, I mean, I've, like I said on our X-Men episode, and we should probably revisit the X-Men as a whole later on too, but I, I'm in, I guess if I stay on anything, I'm, X-Men are pretty up there um, for me. I've been in love with them my entire life, Um, they're my first comic book, and these were some of my favorite movies, yes, even including Last Stand for a, long time a long long time um but i'm also not just gonna look at them like that because a lot of them are big turds so <laughs> we'll also talk about that Um, but we are gonna give it a fair shake so in our x-men episode which i believe is episode five we talked about pretty much a lot of the big pieces we've talked about how um stan Lee meant for them to be an allegory for the civil rights movement how different people have gravitated to the franchise because of this narrative we've talked about the claremont years being some of the best and the giant size x-men in the 70s um but we haven't extensively talked about the films adrian did cover about cover the films in that episode but due to that due to the format we didn't really get to get into so much of each piece it was it was it was a lot, a lot of a lot, but not necessarily like kind of honing in. So we, we felt like the X Men franchise as a film, as a film series or a movie series, I don't even know if I can call them films, um, deserved to kind of get looked into a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, it,
1: it, well, looking looking back at the show notes, which was just from 2017, which is, again, insane. Um, we covered a lot of stuff in that episode. Um, and we really didn't touch, I really didn't really touch the movies at all because we talked more about the, uh, the animated series more than we talked about the movies even. So I think this is a good, uh good revisit for sure for us to actually hit the movies more than just uh, talking about the TV shows and stuff
2: that, I mean, it's just about closed out their entire franchise now that they've been sold. So yeah. might as well go back and look yeah. at all of whatever it was. Yeah.
1: Cause I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but like, you're you're right. Before we have the MCU, before we have like the Dark Knight trilogy, like like this is this is kind of it. <laughs> I think we're, we only have X Men really to to look up to, and Bat nipples.
2: No, that already <laughs> shut down by then.
0: Yeah, they they did they did. Um, I think a lot of things had shut down by then. So like, and the reason we're we're talking about this is because it's a twenty years of really really high highs, but also really really low lows. Yeah. Um, and a lot has happened since adrian first inter like introduced us to them um since then we've had more movies come out ownership has changed and controversies have come out and ultimately the format that we had at the time really couldn't get into all of this because i didn't know there's 13 films um and each of those 13 films has about four ish or each Of those 13 films, which makes one overarching franchise, there are about four-ish different mini-franchises, um, depending how you count it. And they are supposed to, in Fox's mind, make up a larger cinematic whole. Um, so instead of going through the list of movies chronologically, I'm going to break them out by mini-franchise. That way we can kind of talk about them as we move through um so since this is an x-men franchise episode we're going to lead with the x-men proper first so the x-film that started the x-men franchise is x-men uh that was released in july of 2000 with director brian singer and writer david Hayter. after that you had x2 which came out in 2003 Uh, Again, directed by Brian Singer and written by Michael Doherty, the guy who did Godzilla, if you don't know, uh, Dan Harris, and David Hayter. And I do want to kind of put an asterisk by actually the writers of the X-Men. So David Hayter is the writer on the X-Men, but he is the writer on the script officially, but there were like six different people who were involved in the script after stuff started so that's a good start yep (laughs) (laughs) um so x-men the last stand came out in 2006 three years later this was directed by brett ratner um and it was written by simon kinberg and zach penn and as i go through these names you'll kind of see a lot of them um one of the interesting people to note here is that avia rod was actually one of the producers on x-men the last stand and he produced all three Superman movie, or Spider-Man movies and Iron Man, as well as other movies in the superhero universes. Um, then you hit the reboot phase with X-Men First Class. Um, this came out in 2011, so five years after. And it was directed by Matthew Vaughn, written by Ashley Edward Miller, Zach Stentz, which, uh, who we actually got to interview. Um, via email about Rim of the World on Netflix, so you can check that out. on why the dot com, and then you also have Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughn. So that is four writers on one movie. So, yeah, gonna... <laughs> yeah,
1: they seem like like very different writers too. Like if you look at their IMDb pages, like they're not they yeah. do a lot of the similar things. <laughs> but I, I guess this one worked out better though i guess but i guess this it always makes the continuity weird which i imagine takes us into the next phase
0: exactly <sighs> so this is the reboot phase that lasts for one movie because then you have the retcon phase that then says oh no this is all actually one giant phase and this is all just the same franchise with x-men days of futures past which to give a little context you essentially have our existing X-Men, you know, the ones you know, Halle Berry, Patrick Stewart, Kitty Pryde, um, phasing, in, phasing Wolverine. I like how you name,
2: like, X-Men, and then you name a—or you name, like, actors, and then you just name an X-Men. I mean—
1: I don't Ellen know her. Page. <laughs> it's Ellen, Ellen Page, but Ellen like, Page is Hugh Addis. Jackman,
2: Patrick Stewart, <laughs> random night crawl, crawler in there. You know, he's an actor. <laughs> Kitty Pride, she's an actress too.
1: In my defense, I forgot that it was Ellen Page too, so I'm I'm alright. <laughs> <Kitty Pryde.
2: laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wait, what what? I was like, wait a minute. Kitty Pride's an actress? <laughs>
0: um Anyway, um, so essentially what they do is they phase Wolverine into the past to then stop their future from happening. Um, and that's where he interacts with the new X Men, and then you see the old X Men. And essentially, because of what Wolverine does, it obsessively conti- it, it unwrites the entirety of the three films that existed before it. And there you go. Um and that's that's where we're in now. Um and then you have X-Men Apocalypse, um, which the longer I've sat with it, I have a very much different feeling. Um, especially with how dirty they did Oscar Isaac, um, as apocalypse. Um
1: What you like Grimace? You like Grimace Oscar Isaac?
0: He's more like Ooze. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Ivan Ooze. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Um, And this one comes out in 2016, directed by Brian Singer and written by Simon Kinberg. And then you bring us to the penultimate Dark Phoenix. (laughs) That released June 7th of this year, 2019, directed by Simon Kinberg, written by Simon Kinberg, Hutch Parker, Lauren Shuler Donner, and Todd Hallowell. Have you guys seen it yet? No. I'm not gonna Why, play for that movie.
1: One, the trailer well, and everything looked terrible. Two, exactly. and everybody
2: I talked to says this might be one of the worst movies they've seen all
0: year. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. bad. I oh, mean,
2: shit. I didn't have to do much to know this was gonna be awful just because you could watch a trailer and you're like, did they go to like Hobby Lobby and put some costumes together? Like, what is going on? It was bad. Yeah.
0: Um, so now that that caps our X-Men, we're going to go into pretty much the only X-Men. So has, so has
2: everyone seen all of these except Dark Phoenix?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've seen everything but Dark Phoenix.
2: So I've not actually seen Apocalypse because by this time I gave up. So yeah, I've, I, I watched like it, it in
0: the theater by myself.
2: I remember you I, wanted me. You tried to get me and I was like, at this point, I just can't do it. It's too confusing. It hurts my head. I'm done. So
0: I still like it for the things that I liked it for originally. But I've now realized that that is a horrible way to make a movie. Like, I just really liked all the people that I knew because I have years and years of comic reading in my brain. But it was the comic reading in my brain putting the story there and not the actual movie.
2: Well, don't worry. That's about all we do these days anyways, and it seems to work out fine. So,
0: But it didn't work out there.
2: Worked out for a time yeah. for you. You were excited when like, you people, first saw it.
1: I remember people I being like, like pissed off about it too. Like I, I think the thing that sticks in my head the most about that movie is like when uh Apocalypse like force chokes somebody or something like that, and people got mad about that. And I was you like, mean what, this dude? Was, You mean
2: you mean the Salon was, article?
0: Yeah, it was because it was on he wasn't force choking, he was actually choking a mystique on a billboard, which I, I thought it was
1: because... I thought it was just because you did it in the movie. I was like, this no, dude was
0: who's was like the strongest... It, it was a giant-ass pro- billboard of uh, Jennifer Lawrence getting choked out. And it was uh, one of those,
2: I will destroy the world, and then they said, how dare you put this... I
1: mean, here? the... Is is X Men Apocalypse is the one with the Magneto stuff, right? Or not the mag? Yeah, the Magneto stuff, right? Like with with that stuff is fantastic.
0: Really good. The entire opening, where it just like pulls him out of where he was and his family fucking dies. Yeah, (laughs) like
1: like that stuff was good, and that should have just been the entire movie. But anything other than that was just not my favorite things in this uh, this whole franchise thing. And, like, Magneto basically kills, like, millions of people, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, you good, bro. <laughs> they basically they basically dab him at the end of the movie, like, hey, it's all right, man. It's all right if you were about to, you know, destroy the whole world with your metal powers. Well, that movie's just not good. It's just not a good movie. <laughs> they don't explain it, except for when he's with his kids in the forest, and it's just not, it. that stuff's rough. Everything else is not very good in that movie. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure it reflects in the ratings. has to. Were you
0: going to say something about?
2: that? No. I was going to say, like, obviously it's okay to kill the entire world. You just cannot choke Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Can't do it.
0: Can't do it. So, outside of there, we move into the Wolverine standalo- standalones, which is X-Men Origins Wolverine, because I remember they were supposed to do origin movies on all of the X-Men, and they never got there. Um, which might be a good thing. Um, And this one came out in 2009. It was, uh, here's a familiar name, David Benoff um, from Game of Thrones and Skip Woods. And the interesting thing is Hugh Jackman was actually a producer on this movie.
2: So...
1: Um, I'm in the minority boat that that movie would have been better if they just didn't do Deadpool like that. I think people just gave that movie way harder much harder for time that needs to be
2: see i'm glad adrian hopped in here because i was gonna be like i might be defending this movie because if you take out like basically the deadpool stuff and maybe the last like 10 minutes that movie is not that bad it's really not it it's really not isn't. that bad it's literally just the ending part and what they do to deadpool that makes it so awful
1: yeah and people just got so upset because they love deadpool but like other than that the movie is fine
2: yeah I think it's pretty bad
1: it's a good origin movie it wasn't bad than, to me, it, other no, than the Deadpool stuff. Oh man, so when they're running through when they're running through time together, like that scene's dope. When he smashes his bone claws, oh, there's some brutal stuff in that so movie. So
0: it wasn't a good movie in the franchise because this is like one of the first pieces where you end up with like, oh, not first pieces. Like this is one of the big things. It's like, oh yeah, all that stuff we learned about Wolverine before, yeah, that don't matter
2: well we all knew this by this time this is 2009 like we don't we are everybody's like oh we already saw last dan we don't know what the hell's going on yeah yeah
1: this this was the soft reboot
2: <laughs> yes soft i reboot? mean i th- to be fair i thought this was the soft reboot because i thought that's I what they were doing i
0: didn't think so
2: i thought that was I'm not because opposed,
0: of- i'm not opposed to drawing the line there I just didn't think. So.
2: I thought it was, and I thought it was, especially when you, like they rescued all the young versions of the uh, X Men. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's I why it, I thought that yeah. was like
2: a soft reboot of what they were. Going and to then we to do.
0: see like
2: old Standing. versions of
0: them in the yeah. '60s in the new X Men stuff, like Emma Frost. Yeah, Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah but i don't think i don't think it's that bad i don't um, think it's that bad i think the like adrian said basically the deadpool stuff ruins the entire know, that's movie that's fine
0: because i don't think the last stand is that bad so
2: i'm not gonna lie i don't know if i've ever made it all the way through the last stand i feel like i always like start watching it and then i'm like eh,
1: yeah the last Stand <laughs> was one of those ones that like i didn't realize people hated until later on I i don't think it's as good as like x2 but yeah. i don't hate it
0: yeah it's not a great movie but it's not terrible I yeah. guess like well, I guess Origins Wolverine isn't terrible. It just I, I don't ever want to watch. And that I'm anymore. also
2: went in the thing with with Adrian. I thought this was like a soft reboot, especially for what they were I doing. Think so, So, minus I the Deadpool stuff. stuff,
1: is good. Oh man, it's it's it's, it's there's some good stuff good in this. Parts.
0: Like it's I actually, good. I, would like
1: a, I would watch that one. I would watch that one over Last End. Yeah, I would too.
2: I don't
0: think so. Although I do <laughs> like the part with him in the pit in World War Two where he jumps yeah. down. That's yeah, actually yeah, a really yeah. cool part. Um, yeah. then you have Wolverine, which came out in 2013, directed by James Mangold.
2: Why does that name sound familiar?
0: He directed Logan. Okay. Uh, and written by Mark Bomback and Scott Frank. Um, I hate this movie because it makes it, it t- so I, and Matt and I were talking about this before the episode, but like, I can concede that it's not a terrible, terrible movie. Like, it's actually a pretty good movie.
2: But I hate
0: it so much because The Silver Samurai is my favorite Wolverine arc of all time. And they just took a big old dump all over it. So.
2: See, that's a good thing. thing I didn't think the movie, like, was bad. It was confusing. And I was really confused on what the heck was going on. Of, like, how this fit in with everything.
0: I have a reference. This is my Spider-Man Homecoming.
2: Okay. That's fair. (laughs) But, like... I said, overall, I didn't think the movie was bad, but it also didn't make sense, especially because they they at the end of this movie, they set up four days of future Pact. And so it was kind of like, what was the point of this again? And then, like I said, it got reverted back and then he had bone again. And then it was like, what?
0: I think the reason that this one succeeds, I, I think so. I think this one on this one does fairly well critically, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but I think it's because this is the first time we see Wolverine have stakes and it makes him a more interesting character because he loses his invulnerability. Yep. Um, so like that, like, I concede it's a pretty good movie, but it's, mm, it just completely takes my favorite Wolverine arc and just shreds it. Like it means nothing.
2: We can yeah. we can hug after this. We can hug it out from what happens when that happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I like this arc too, but I I mean it's just not this isn't what I'd go back to. The action scenes are pretty cool. And but the story's just too confusing. There's just too much stuff going on that doesn't like make sense. Pretty much. And the like the last act just doesn't really pay out very well. No. Mainly because yeah.
0: that last act the Silver
1: act Samurai is isn't isn't, yes. isn't as cool as it should be.
0: Oh,
2: that was okay, yeah. And calling yeah, the is dumb. See,
0: you're thinking about it now, and you're thinking like I am, Matt.
2: Hmm. Well, no, like, it was one of those, I knew it, the story in general was weird, and it threw everything off, especially with the continuity and all this other stuff they were doing, because at this point, we just already had first class, and then I was like, what was the point of this movie? But overall, like, as a standalone thing, I was like, eh, it wasn't bad. I mean, he cut open, and we got to see him, like, cut himself open to prevent himself from dying, which was kind of a But, I mean, overall, yeah, it was just more confusing, and it kind of left me going, especially like I said, at the end, this movie ends with the scene of basically them setting up Days of Future Past, and you're just like, what?
1: What? I just like, I just like that he just takes a nuclear blast, <laughs> just full on, and just like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'm good.
2: Harrison Ford did it first,
0: so... <laughs> no... No. No, Matt. Uh (laughs) And then we have Logan, which came out in 2017. Also directed by James Mangold. Also written by Scott Frank, uh, James Mangold, and Michael Green. And this movie deserved a frickin' Oscar, and I'm still mad that it didn't get one.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um...
1: What did it end up losing out to you again?
0: I don't remember. I
1: don't know. Uh, I'll look. I'll look it up. That way you can just keep going. But because you really, do we really need to say anything like Logan's really good.
0: Yeah. Like well, if you don't like if, Logan, what send what
1: location is... and come to Austin and we can talk about <laughs>
2: it. <in place. laughs> it's funny, I've are... actually met a lot of people that are like, I don't really think this movie's that good, and I'm like, why? I was like, for all the other movies that we get, like that make no sense, and
0: ugh. I think it's because this one. So, I have a theory that I think people hate this one or don't like this one because it actually makes you feel things that other superhero movies don't make you feel. Like, this movie crushes you. And there isn't a happy ending. And I'm, like, getting sad just thinking about Patrick Stewart, uh, you know, Xavier dying. That's a rough scene, man. It's rough. It's... It's acted so well it's shot so well and it's dark but it's not like sepia tone DCEU dark it's like actual like gut wrenching dark and I think for a lot of people what the X-Men franchise had given what the Wolverine franchise had given and ultimately the state of the scene with the MCU I don't think people were ready for that type of thing and I think that's why a lot of people don't like it
2: yeah. I will always just love this movie because it was the first rated R superhero movie that I can remember off the bat, unless somebody can prove me wrong.
0: Deadpool?
2: No, Deadpool comes out. Oh, no. It's this-
0: 2016.
2: No, it's not. Is it?
1: This, uh, Logan's 2017 and then Deadpool is 2016.
2: Yeah. Is it? I could have sworn. Oh, my bad then. I thought I sworn that Deadpool was. I could have sworn that Logan came before Deadpool. I am completely
0: off then.
1: It's sandwiched in between because Apple comes out in twenty eighteen.
0: <laughs> uh, the other thing I do know too is that a lot of people are I'll like a that. lot of, a lot a lot of parents were mad because they took a children's character and put them into an R rated movie and they couldn't take their kid to see it.
1: What? Do you know this dude what? Yeah. What? This dude literally has metal implanted in his body. From messed up, what? God, God. Apparently,
2: they apparently skipped uh, origins where they watched them be tortured to put that medal in. But yes, yeah, we don't care about
1: that. Uh, it lost out to Call Me by Your Name in the ninetieth Academy Awards.
2: What the hell was that?
1: Uh, Oscar, Oscar bait movie, right?
2: Obviously, because romantic I movie I kind of Which thing.
1: Again? It's the one with a coming of age romantic movie with the uh, boys, I think. This is... Yeah. What?
0: Oh, okay. Call me by my yeah.
1: name, right? Call me call me by your name.
0: Yeah,
1: man. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But not for isn't that, isn't that the one that people thought, like, oh, it was, like, not an okay relationship because the other guy was, like, a lot older? I
0: think
1: so? I think that's the one. Yeah.
2: I have no idea because, as all most Oscar winners, probably about 12% of the people actually watched it. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people watched it, but I know that like in rec- like like in the last couple of years, people have been like, "Hey, that movie probably wasn't as good as people thought it was."
2: That seems to be a common theme. But okay, so apparently, Deadpool was 2016. Yes. Which, for some reason, I was catching us back up. I was just reviewed for that. For some reason, I thought Logan was okay. Oh well.
1: Yeah, I mean, Logan, lo- good.
2: I mean, Logan, metal claw through somebody's face is great to watch. I
0: also think that, like, Logan's R rating is different than Deadpool's R rating.
2: Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, baby dicks and claws through face and Daphne King literally ripping a dude's head off her (laughs) arm. (laughs) Yeah. Not the same.
2: (laughs) I mean, Deadpool had a lot of bloody moments, too, but it definitely had a lot of the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, now going into Deadpool in 2016, directed by Tim R- Miller, uh, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and uh, produced by Ryan Reynolds, of course, because one of the really cool things with the Deadpool franchise is Ryan Reynolds leaked test footage of what was supposed to be Deadpool, and then it went really, really well, and people were calling for the movie, and finally Fox greenlighted it, greenlit it, and this was the first R superhero movie. Um, and it was one that again people were like I can't bring my kids to this I want to bring my kid to this and I'm like no sometimes things aren't for your kids and Deadpool should never be PG-13
2: ever Till they attempted to redo that is it this year or was it last year
0: it was I'm- last year I heard it was actually really hilarious because they knowing like how they did it but I've never watched it because I have no interest fair enough <laughs> um but because it's like Deadpool fourth wall breaking like that's what made it funny to do the pg-13 version at least there but um so ryan reynolds was born to play wade wilson (laughs) like the same way hugh jackman was born to play wolverine ryan reynolds was born to play wade wilson and i will say that that was i think that's why people get so mad about origins wolverine and how bad it did deadpool was because of how good ryan reynolds was as Wade. i think yeah. that that's why people get so angry
2: about i mean that. no i mean that me and adrian totally said that like if you cut off the deadpool stuff of that movie and like I said maybe last 10 minutes and most of yeah. know, all the deadpool stuff the movie's not that bad
1: yeah because it's like it's like the last 10 minutes of deadpool because the other stuff yeah when he's when he's slicing bullets and he's like quipping in the elevator like, all that stuff is good. It's just because they sewed his mouth shut and gave him like Wolverine sword arms. But everything else is pretty good.
2: I mean, we still gave him the teleportation stuff, didn't <laughs> they?
0: Teleportation <laughs> stuff is crazy. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they did.
2: I mean,
1: obviously And they and they uh they Darth Mauled him. <sighs> I thought that was kinda cool. I don't know, man. I don't know. That whole, that whole but thing it's alright. Like, it, it, it it's it's it, fixed. It works fixed. it works
2: out in the end. It works out in the yeah. end. We saw Deadpool 2. He goes back and retcons it by killing all those people. Even himself.
0: Which is really good. (laughs) Uh, So Deadpool, 2018. uh, Directed by David Leitch. Also written by Rhett Reese, Paul Vernick. But now this time Ryan Reynolds is writing as well. Um, Gosh, which I will say this because I played a lot of the X-Men games um, when they, like the video games that were coming out when the X-Men films were going on and it never felt like the same character um but when i played it it's weird because the deadpool video game came out before the deadpool movies but when i played the deadpool video game and then when i went in to watch the first deadpool movie like it was spot on that character like there was no deviation for me which i think is is really good and i think that that's something that is hard to pull off sometimes because you didn't he didn't have to grow into being Deadpool he just kind of (laughs) was um then the outlier and the movie that is supposed to be happening on April 3rd of 2020 but may not be happening and possibly will be coming to Hulu but may also be getting a theater release because they don't know what's going on with it is the new mutants which i'm not even gonna get into because it's messy and I feel sorry for Maisie Williams, and I was actually interested in it at first. And Nobody I cared
2: care. about this movie; they only cared because Marvel didn't have the
0: right to the X Men. No, I cared about the movie because it's a it's like a horror version of the New Mutants, which made it look really cool. And I actually really like the new the New Mutants um, as a series, but they've cool.
2: You're the only person.
0: No, there's quite a <laughs> few people that were. At least that's why comic, this, at that's why this conflict. movie's
2: been pushed back about eight times. No,
0: it's been pushed back because Fox has lost so much of their stuff. That's why. it was Yeah, because nobody back.
2: cares about this movie.
0: It has nothing to do with people not caring about it. it. Has everything to do with the company. It's the same reason that like, dark like people were more excited for New Mutants than they were Dark Phoenix, which I know isn't saying a lot, but this was at least a new start.
2: Yay! The ten people were more excited than the eight people. We'll it doesn't look too that. bad. I mean, the cast list doesn't look.
1: No, too the bad. cast
0: list is pretty. Macy Williams, pretty
1: good. Anya Taylor,
2: Antonio Banderas is supposed to be in this. The movie's already been shot, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, they're doing reshoots.
2: Yeah, so mm-hmm. the movie's like pretty much done. They just been reshooting it and then deciding what to do with it.
0: Well, so a lot of it, at least from what I saw, the first pushback was a bad test with their audience, and then. They had a recut that was supposedly pretty good when they showed it, but then that's when Disney started talks, and then they went into reshoots again in case, and then they're in reshoots again now that Disney owns them. So, yeah. This is just a development hell movie. Um, so, like, the only consistent piece between all of the x-men movies regardless of mini franchise is lauren Shuler donner she has served as producer in all 13 films
2: so at this point is that a good thing or a bad thing <sighs> <Up to you.
0: laughs> yeah. it is up to you but she's the only constant name there are a lot of ones that kind of interchange and come back and leave and come back and leave but she's the one that is there consistently and if you look through like the actual names of people involved um the x-men franchise as a whole has reused a lot of the same talent so far as director and writing um which makes no sense because there's no continuity um so technically what is also counted as the x-men franchise because fox made them and said that they're part of the x-men franchise is legion and the gifted I uh, believe both of them have been canceled by now. Uh, no, Gifted I think Legion's,
2: sure. la- Legion's last season, I believe, is coming.
0: Yeah. So I know that one's in its final, but they're, we're not getting any more pretty much after what's happening. Um, Gifted's completely axed. Um, Legion is really good and it's So I haven't
2: seen Legion But like I keep getting stupid Twitch ads This last season and it looks crazy And it looks pretty good I'm like what is this And they're like Legion And I'm like oh I don't know if I want to watch five seasons Or how much to catch up
0: Yeah I would I've only seen the first season um, Because there are just so many shows to watch now But that this, this is when I When it looked like it was going to end Because I think it was also supposed to end in three Um because they were unsure because that's when like the first rumblings were happening um i'm probably gonna wait for season five to wrap and is it season five i took a
2: guess all. by the way oh uh. <laughs> yeah, i was like i just guessed it was five i have absolutely no idea i just knew it was like the final like season is Cause I know coming that
0: season three because i know it's been canceled twice so no so this is season three yeah okay yeah, this is. I was like, movie. I
2: have no idea. I just took a guess. I just yeah. know I didn't season feel like catching it. Yeah, season three is up. the
0: final one, and I've only long- seen the first Wh- season, and I haven't seen the second season.
2: So when did the first season release then?
0: Twenty seventeen. No, really, that early ago? For a while early. Yeah, it's it was eight then. episodes, eleven episodes, and eight episodes. Aubrey Plaza is undeniably amazing in this in this series. Like she's, ooh, it's so good. She's like scary um but it's a really good show um i really enjoyed it the gifted i never got to watch because right when i was going to pick it up it got canceled so that's that and after this we will get into the boat why those here but why those uh the first but why though is a shock to no one uh hugh jackman because hugh jackman was Wolverine for 17 years um which we talked about in our wolverine episode but like that's just kind of really crazy to think about and i don't have to go like super big into it but like logan's impact on genre film um the movie logan is not only because of the writing and the directing but also because of the emotional impact that you get from watching a character being played by the same person for so long like, there's an emotional connection as you watch that character die. And I think that that's something that is really hard to replicate. And I think that it is something that um, even, you know, the MCU hasn't even replicated pretty much. I mean, the characters that died in Endgame have been around for a long time, but not 17 years of a long time. Um, and ultimately, Hugh Jackman wasn't supposed to play Wolverine. Uh the first actors that they went through were Russell Crowe, Duggery Scott and Glenn Danzig and they all ended up turning down the part which led to Jackman being cast only 3 weeks into shooting. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: So, yeah, he was almost a wolver. He was almost not Wolverine, um and now he's a character that I never want to see brought to st- brought to the screen again at least for 25 years.
1: I don't know who Glenn Danzen is. Uh, oh, he's apparently the founder of the ba- of the Misfits. Yes. And he's five three and he kinda looks like Yes. <laughs> he looks like him. So I think that would have been I don't know this guy's acting quality. he's also, he's also like sixty. I don't <laughs> like, think he would have had any acting quality. He's sixty-three now. Like he would have been old when 17 years ago to play this character. Uh, but I'm glad it was Hugh Jackman and not this guy. Even though this guy is probably like physically fits Wolverine more.
0: He also still threw, or er, in 20, God, in 2009, he still threw a great show.
1: Yeah, because he's still, he's, he's pretty jacked for like an older guy.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Russell Crowe,
1: no thank you.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need that
1: in my life, no thank you.
2: Well, this is also peak Russell Crowe, remember this. This isn't oh, Russell Crowe yeah. that was in The Mummy that you're like, oh my gosh, he ate other Russell Crowe. But this is I like Gladiator. This is, is gla- this is Gladiator Russell Crowe.
1: This is true. This, is, this would have been Gladiator Russell Crowe. Well, gladiator come out in 2000. So yeah, that follows. Also, I looked at, because I'm always curious what IMDb puts their mu- movies as, but Logan falls under the future near category, and that is live action movies set within 100 years of their release dates. And Logan is number three on that list.
2: What in the hell category is that? What are the other movies?
1: Uh, I Am Legend, The Martian, Dawn, of Planet of the Apes, Interstellar, 2012, Divergent, War of the Planet of the Apes, I Am I Robot, etc., cetera, etc. So it's just like a future movie, but still a near future movie.
2: So what would Back to the Future be considered as, since we're now, like, hit that point of this movie? Uh,
1: Back to the Future 2 is 16 on this list.
2: Oh, so it is on that list. Okay.
1: It is on the list, yeah. Just in case you were wondering what a weird category this one falls into. If you adjust for inflation, it's number 6, I of Legends number 1, Back to the Future number 2, Total Recall number 3, The Martian, Dawn of Planet of the Apes, and then Logan. Is if that the you first Total
2: Recall or the remake Total Recall?
1: That is the 90s Total Recall. Okay. Stop. Which is worth that category that falls into. <laughs> and it also falls into this weird category of Venom v. Logan v. Halloween. What? I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm going to put it in our chat here and in our show notes so people can see. But I don't understand why <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> and I don't understand this algorithm for... Box office Mojo, is it making? sense Why they
0: didn't even come out in? So the last two at least came out in the same year, same month.
2: This is great.
0: They're not yeah, the I same don't know. rating. I don't know why
1: they're, they're in the not same the same length.
2: These are great. Look at it, it says showdown. They are the genre and franchise is showdown. Yeah, I mean it they also has like
1: it's also in the rated R comic adaptation showdown which makes sense but this venom v logan v halloween makes. Well, which no sense. which is funny way.
2: because like i said it goes like you have brand marvel comics venom and logan brand, genre comic book adaptation i IMA, uh, imax feature genre superhero and then showdown venom v logan v halloween one two and three
1: <laughs> 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 i mean i think boss office mojo is trying to give it give logan the love that uh, the academy didn't and they're trying to give it you know w's in all the categories
2: this is so funny.
0: <laughs> 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 that makes no sense. Anyway, um, so also to kind of point this out, because I don't want him to go un- unnoted either, is Patrick Stewart also defined who Charles Xavier was for 17 years. Um what about so. the other
2: guy? Hmm? Or James McAvoy
1: kills it.
0: it don't I don't care, think. no. What? Uh, Patrick Stewart is... Charles Xavier, that's it. James McAvoy can go away.
1: What? James McAvoy is like the reason why the other movies are, the reboot movies are even like, what? You did I thought the say Spaniard you guy. You, you sleeping on. You, I was like, I thought the Spaniard guide was. You
2: sleep
0: like on James Michael
1: McAvoy. Bassman.
0: I'm not saying he's bad. He's not Patrick Stewart. He's not Patrick Stewart. And he's not Xavier. He's never gonna be Xavier to me.
2: So then, who is Magneto? Is it the Spaniard? Michael Fassbender, or Ian McKellen? McKellen why are you,
0: Why do you keep saying the Spaniard? Oh, Assassin's Creed. That's right. Um, so I actually think the connections between the two characters, so the way they act in in their respective continuities, and the I, I actually think Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, and Michael Fassbender are really close to each other. I thought that that was that was a better matchup. Um, for casting a younger version. Um, and I just think Michael Fassbender was better than James McAvoy in those movies.
2: I mean, that's fine. I I like the Spaniard better than the other guy that I always think is some other guy. We are also
0: guy? like the only two of like the 100 people that ever saw Assassin's Creed the movie. So he,
2: he will always be the Spaniard to me. I don't know why, but it's a lot easier to say the Spaniard than his actual name.
0: Michael Fassbender?
2: <laughs> Michael Fassbender? Yep.
0: <laughs> It's not that hard. Or,
2: or one of his any other roles? <laughs> I'm sure he's a Spaniard in some other roles.
0: No! Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't hate James McAvoy. He just doesn't you just define... told him. To,
2: you just told him to go away. Yeah. Is he the guy that plays in Split or is that the other guy? Yeah, he's really he good in split. in split. He's really
0: yeah. good in Split.
1: I think it's really just... I think it's really just hard to... I think his job was harder than Michael Fassbender's job because he has to follow up Patrick freaking Stewart and Michael Fassbender has to be
0: has to follow up Ian freaking McAllen like
1: I think that I think it's harder to be Patrick Stewart man Patrick Stewart he's, he's a he's a beautiful soul
0: <laughs> so is Ian McAllen
1: in the movie I'm sorry he's a beautiful soul in the, it, it, I don't know I just think it's harder to I think, I think Patrick Stewart's a better actor than Patrick Stewart in, than is
0: also a dick in the X-Men movies too
2: isn't that what he's supposed to
0: be? Yes. And so is Ian McKellen, but they're on diff- they're on different sides of it.
2: Ian, M- Ian-, Ian McKellen
1: kills a lot of people in those movies.
2: But he didn't choke Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> this is true. That was Oscar
1: Isaac that <laughs> bastard. But
0: that's what he's supposed to do. Wasn't like, really
1: even Oscar Isaac <laughs> Oscar Isaac. I forget well, that that's Oscar Isaac it sometimes because it it's so
0: <laughs> bad. But no, just... Ian McKellen was an amazing Magneto, and so was Michael Fassbender. They're both extremely good Magnetos, but Magneto also has this really big character arc that I actually think is the only thing from the new X-Men movies to the old X-Men movies that actually translates.
2: So where does Kevin Bacon
0: fall in all this? Oh, my God.
2: But what about Jennifer Lawrence?
0: No. (laughs) Rebecca Romaine, all the way. Uh, Other but why, though, is the movies have grossed $2.4 billion at the box office together. Two point eight when adjusted for inflation, um which was a lot at one point, but now a Marvel movie pulls that in by just existing, so
1: yeah, it's also tough when you have you do it in twelve movies, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of movies to pull two billion dollars, even dating back to two thousand
0: yeah. Yeah. So the highest grossing is Deadpool, which is the R-rated movie, which is actually really surprising. And we can just go by um inflated uh adjusted for inflation. Um Deadpool has 381 million. Um and their number 1 X-Men the Last Stand has 322 million and number 2 X2 has 30 uh 321 million. Deadpool 2 306, which is like those numbers for Deadpool, I think are way better than the numbers for the other films just because of Deadpool being an R-rated movie. Um, Yeah,
1: for sure. So, I mean, if you look at this, uh, just because it was like our, you know, the the episode we just did right before this, like those numbers aren't better than like Men in Black, which is definitely not on the same level as, you know, like a Logan or Deadpool. Why why don't these movies do better? Do better. God, it just doesn't make enough money. Like, why did this make so little money? I've seen most of these movies in the theaters, and I just don't understand why they made so little. Because a lot of have... them are bad. But they're bad. But are they? Oh, oh man! Am like, I allowed to make the joke X... that only
2: MCU people will pay to watch bad movies? Is that appropriate?
1: <laughs> X two is I number mean, six on this not list. The
0: only one Star Wars will too.
2: That is
1: also yeah. correct. But X2 is six on this list, and like it's definitely not the sixth best movie yeah. out of the 12. That's fair. First Class is 10 on this list, and it's one of the best.
2: Yeah, but by that time, I think well, everybody was ruined wondering. by that time? Well, yeah, by, yeah, First yeah. Class comes right after Wolverine Origins, but so probably at this point, you're probably confused. Like, why is this
1: continuity not making sense? For Deadpool, um, the category that it is number one is in is the revenge genre on Box Office Mojo from nineteen eighty to present. (laughs) On that list, Gladiator, the Revenant The Revenant, Quantum Solace, and Django Unchained are the top five in that.
2: So is Revenant because he tries to fight a bear? Is that I mean, what the revenge is?
0: I still haven't seen that movie. I haven't
2: it's either. Long, but all all but... I know is it's not heard bad. I'm just like I haven't bothered to watch it. It is it's super long, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's it's I me. Mean, it's long and it's definitely a revenge movie. Would you test for inflation, it's still number one. Uh, Deadpool, Gladiator, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, Quantum Solace, and then The Revenant for top five.
2: Revenant, Revenge of the Bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the bear is getting revenge.
0: Bear revenge. Yeah.
1: Bear revenge.
2: Okay.
0: Um yeah, so the reason that the numbers are surprising um is they actually perform really well, even when the critic response is terrible, which I guess isn't technically surprising because Batman v Superman exists um but the ratings of the movies are as follows X-Men 81, x men eighty one hold on, hold on hold on before one.
2: we get into that, can you say that what the twelfth movie on this list is?
0: Oh, yeah, so dark Phoenix opened up to thirty three million dollars. Uh, in thirty five thirty five hundred plus theaters, and it is currently sitting at fifty two million.
2: This is also twenty nineteen money. Yep. Yeah, it's a full
1: hundred thousand dollars less than the Wolverine.
2: Yep, it's a hundred million dollars.
1: A hundred million dollars, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be going to get there. So that's
2: nope. fun.
0: <laughs> not gonna get there
2: okay now we can get to the ratings i just wanted to say that, that how bad of a drop off that is. okay
0: so the ratings are as follows x-men 81 x2 85 x-men the last stand 57 x-men first class 86 x x-men days of Future past 90 uh x-men apocalypse 47 dark phoenix 23 so you can see that as these mini franchises go on they just deteriorate um with the exception of Wolverine, which is X-Men Origins Wolverine 37, The Wolverine 71, and Logan sitting at the highest of any X movie at 93. And then you have Deadpool, which is at an 83, and Deadpool 2 to 51, which I don't think Deadpool 2 deserves a 51 at so all.
2: So I'm confused because we, because I'm sure our listeners quite help. When we recorded Deadpool 2 review, this movie was at an 82 or an 83. I don't understand how, like, less than a year later, it somehow dropped 30 points. Because we recorded it almost about a full two weeks after the movie released, I thought. Like, that's a lot of reviews to come in yeah, to tank that movie. Because the joke of that thing was it was higher than Infinity War at the time. Yeah, I think that it
1: just does a lot of, like, the same things. And I said it in our review, like, I just don't think it just did anything substantially different to make it better. And people don't like stuff done over again, I, I think. So you say movies. that
2: but people showed up to Aladdin and all they did was make Will Smith Yeah, but
0: balloon. what's Aladdin's
1: rating? Like what's Men in Black's rating? Like I don't think I think when stuff comes out and yeah. we, we do okay, it I wait, think
0: Wait, yeah. So I think Wikipedia lied to me. Yeah, hmm. Deadpool is an 83. Deadpool 2 is an 83.
2: Okay,
1: cuz I was like uh, uh, cuz I was going cuz I like, I know that people I knew it was the same but I knew I definitely think it was fifty one percent bad. Yeah, that's why I didn't understand because oh, like we did
2: a review like two well, weeks. I like want
0: to know why Wikipedia had that. And then yeah, and then the first Deadpool's in eighty four. Where's the fifty one? Did I mess something up?
2: That's why I was confused because like how the hell did it drop thirty points? Like we did it after well, all please. the main reviews came out. <laughs> all of the numbers are wrong. That was a lot of reviews to tank that movie thirty points in less than a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It opened up to like 200 reviews, 83. All of a sudden, 51.
1: State home mods do not like the uh, the Deadpool. Oh, okay. okay.
0: So the, I guess I did just transpose a number. That's me. Okay. That's weird.
2: I was confused on that too because I was like, we actually did a review for that movie.
0: Yeah. Never mind.
2: So I do agree with Adrian that it didn't. Deadpool two itself did not actually do anything completely different. I still enjoyed it. I understand it taking the hit, but I think an 83. Much as I did enjoy it for that year, probably about okay. Yeah, yeah, I think three is fine.
1: I think Deadpool needs to be a little bit higher, I think. I think Deadpool is a pretty like good movie. Like yeah. good rated R action flick with a good story. I think it needs to be a little bit higher than A3, I think. Same. Compared to like all these other ones here. Like Deadpool is better 2 than X2 that for sure. Alone.
2: That little kid alone in Deadpool 2 just drops it down. But <laughs> which we oh talked about God. on the episode of how much we hated that little kid. But, but no, Deadpool 1, I could see going higher. Um, looking at these lifts, they seem about what I would expect, to be honest, after watching the movie. I mean, Origins, I might bump a little higher, but I think the Deadpool part is so bad. And it kind of screws up all the continuity that they actually kind of had. Yeah. It's been
1: less than a little weird for me, because it's like... What number two on the on the list for all of yeah. these, but it has one of the worst ratings, which I think is kind of crazy, but I think it kind of sticks to the fact that I didn't think it was fifty seven percent bad. I don't. I definitely don't think it's one of the best in the franchise. But
2: I think it's one of those the third movie usually we can try to most of the time, depending on what you do with your franchise, will make a lot of movie just because especially it's like last stand. We're gonna close this out. Yeah. And so. I think it's, at this point, listening to people, a lot of people who just that did go see Dark Phoenix was literally just because, like, I've been here this long. I might I, as well go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch this.
2: Yeah, like, we're just doing this because, like, I, I already made it through the other ones. This is the yeah, last so rodeo.
0: I, I do also want to point out if, like, it, money has become a really bad meter for judging because Batman v versus Superman, which was hyped up because it is Batman fighting Superman, has a 27 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is deserved. Um, but it's like the highest grossing movie in the DCU.
2: See, the problem is you all are using the wrong example. The best example is Jurassic World Two, which made one point three billion dollars, <laughs> and that movie is like a thirty-three right now. That
1: movie made it is
2: awful, but that it movie made, made almost
1: pay. as much as this entire
2: franchise. <laughs> Trust me, that's why when people keep trying to tell me, "Oh, it made a lot of movie, I'm like, Jurassic World Two made one point three billion dollars. Trust me, your movie can awful. suck, and it can still make bank.
1: So you're saying is Jurassic World 3 is going to make $2 billion. Well, to
2: be fair, both the two Jurassic Park or two Jurassic World movies have both made over a billion. Jurassic Park in general, like we did on our episode thing, for the money, makes a ton of money. It is like one of so the what highest... What you're saying gr-
1: is, is that they need to put dinosaurs in the X-Men universe in the new reboot.
2: I bet you. have I'm telling you, Jurassic World three to close that franchise out for what their plans are. I It, it probably will make another billion. Probably will. People I think love it definitely dinosaurs. Definitely will make
1: another billion dollars. I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I know we use a lot of different movies for stuff, but Jurassic World to me too has been the best example. of Like that movie made 1.3 billion dollars. That is a lot of money for a movie. But at that least was there
1: was awful. dinosaurs in that movie. Like Batman v Superman isn't even Batman v Superman.
2: But they find Martha. <laughs>
1: give me give me any movie in this franchise over Batman v Superman. Yeah. I'll go watch X-Men Apocalypse again. <laughs> over that.
0: So the next piece is just to kind of touch on the controversies. Um Brian Singer is a shitty human. Um we're just gonna leave it at that. We're not gonna go into deep detail, but he is a terrible human. Um And one of the reasons that a lot of people have kind of been frustrated with X-Men as a franchise, um, I know it's something that I've kind of, like, as much as I love it, it is something that kind of bothered me, is for a franchise that has a lot of um, characters of color, um, and because of their content has always been focused towards civil rights and justice and and civil civil liberties and, like, exploring those harder questions um, and those harder issues, the films have lacked in that area severely um and even when they've had um ability to or like a setting to talk about it like in x-men first class with darwin and moving into an area where he's like literally the only black dude um they don't do anything with it um and that's they kill of, him
2: uh, don't And the bring most that up. weirdest death of i didn't understand was like what the hell don't happened bring that here? up
0: it's awful that it is, is terrible that is one of the worst deaths i've ever seen on screen and it pisses me off uh, makes me so bad. So bad.
2: Which one? Did I box Darwin. this down in my head? Darwin. He essentially uh, becomes
0: lead and dies to survive a nuclear. It's, it's bad. It's so freaking stupid. It's bad. Um, but yeah, so that's been a big oversight. And I think for a lot of X-Men fans, it's been a big oversight. Because if you look at a lot of the storylines in Um, The X-Men Evolution animated series, the X-Men, X-Men, the animated series, they deal with these things and they deal with it head on, especially X-Men Evolution and the comics, unashamedly so. Um, So that's been one of the biggest issues with um, essentially kind of seeing them as neutering the X-Men storylines, right? Like taking these really intense things and dialing it down to two (laughs) um, or zero um and then the other one is just the con- the continuity is bonkers and it makes it really hard for some movies to be good like we've talked about in this entire thing. But I, said,
2: I, I haven't seen Apocalypse because I quit the quit the thing and I couldn't do it. I was like I tried. I was like okay, none of this makes sense. I don't like the splitting. I'm done.
0: Yeah. You hurt my
2: head. I'm done. Yeah. I was a little younger at the time when some of these movies came out, so I was like, "I can roll with this, even though it hurts my head." And I was like, "Yay, whoopee rain!" Then I'm like, "This sucks."
1: Yeah, I think if you, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, one, like if you listen to episode five and you heard all like the Kate, stuff Kate said about like the comics being really big in the um, civil rights and justice aspect," and you're like, "Man, I wish the movies would do that." Go watch, go find X Men Evolution,
2: so somewhere. Yeah. So sadly, and go watch that one. So sadly, isn't Deadpool 2 almost the only one that kind of actually takes a chance yeah,
1: at of this? Yeah, it is! <laughs> it really is. It <laughs> is!
2: Ryan Reynolds leading the ways for some odd reason.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. And that's been one of the frustrating things. Is like the first gay character in Marvels an X-Men.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, there's just, they're the first, uh, the first female black character in, in Marvel is an X-Men like it yeah it's a disservice to the to what the stories it bring and especially for people who came into this because they felt like feel like or felt like outsiders and stuff like that like i did when i was little which you can go back and listen to that conversation but it it it's something that has kind of like stuck people really wrong um that being said i still do enjoy the movies um which i do want to end on like a positive note in that like the X-Men franchise is something that really paved the way for what Marvel has today. It's the first franchise that attempted to do something larger than itself, the number of moving characters and moving parts, and this doesn't mean that it executed it well, but it, it like it was the first. Spider-Man wasn't around at this time, right? Like and then you have all these um unconnected Batman movies and um, Superman movies. Like, this is the first time you start to get any sense of a universe being built out. Um, I mean, if
2: anything, they showed Marvel what not to do.
0: Yes, they did. They totally did. Um, (laughs) And the other piece, too, is it's actually casted to perfection, at least in the first three movies. Um, In some of the Wolverine instances, like, I think Lief Schreiber is actually an amazing saber-tooth. Um, Patrick Stewart and Ian Ian McKellen one of the reasons that they work so well in the X movies is because they're real they're actual real life friends um, to the point that Ian McKellen um, was the officiant over Patrick Stewart's wedding and so that type of dynamic is something that I felt they brought to those characters in the X series which is really hard to miss if you don't do it right. Um, and it's one of the most important parts of um Xavier and Eric's uh, relationship and fights. Um, James Marston is actually a really punchable Scott, which makes him the perfect Scott Summers.
1: Dude, and... I hated his character like in the comics. <laughs> I hated his character in the TV show, and I hated his character in the movie. So like you're totally right. He nails it.
0: Yep. Everybody cause... hates Damn Scott it. Summers. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and he he's perfect. Like, James Morrison is a perfect character. He's, like, too perfect as a human face, which <laughs> makes him a perfect.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. i right <laughs> in your perfect teeth.
0: Um, Famke Jensen as Jean is actually really good. Um, I still think she's ten times better cast than Sophie Turner, and I really like Sophie Turner, but she's not Jean Grey at all.
2: Okay, cool. Because I was like, is that that's the older one, isn't it?
0: Femke yeah. Jansen? yeah.
2: Yes, okay, cool. Because I was yeah. like, I don't like the newer
0: one. And I don't know if it's because of how much of Sophie Turner playing Sansa for so long kind of bleeds over into it, where I just see Sophie Turner as Jean, and I'm like, oh, you're so, you're not. I think it's more of a writing sure thing. I think
1: if you, not... if you take, like, uh, further along Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner, and, like, you let that be kind of like the, yeah. Jean, I think it comes off better. I think it's more of a writing thing in those first couple movies with her.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Maybe. I
1: don't know. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, so
2: who knows?
0: I haven't <laughs> seen Dark Phoenix, and I don't want to. They gave her chola eyebrows in on that one.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it went all we out.
0: Um, Ray Park is toad is ridiculously good. Like, I don't know if you all remember, but it's also this is also one of the sad things that they've done is they introduce these really cool characters. But because there are so many X-Men, they introduce them and comic fans get really happy and then they're gone and they don't matter anymore. I was Um, like, that sounds
2: familiar. And I kind of vividly remember. But now I'm like, wait, what? Storm electrocutes him in the sad That's okay. That's what I thought. I was like,
1: yeah. Ray Park's used to being thrown away after like doing a good (laughs) job. Like that's that's his life (laughs) as Darth Maul and his toad. Question. Now that we're actually talking about the movies, do you do you like or dislike her line of the toad line? I when... really like that line. No. I think the line is fine. People <laughs> get that line so much gru- I like that line. I was like I was I... like, is she wrong
0: though? Yeah. Well so like and the thing is too that I think people forget is like Storm is silent, but when she talks, she's usually doing it to shit on somebody.
2: So would you like to tell everybody the lovely line? You would, Adrian. She's like, what was she like? You know, what is the? You
1: know, you know what happens when a Toad gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. And then she blasts his ass off <laughs> like the. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: It's so. And good. it's not wrong.
1: It's not wrong. Oh. She is one of like the most powerful X Men. Of course, she's gonna blow that dude up. Come on, man. She is I love Ray Park, most- but Toad versus Storm.
0: Storm is the most powerful X Men, because Wanda is a member of the Brotherhood.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess that makes sense, yeah. And she also strikes people with lightning. Like, <laughs> have you seen lightning before? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, oh. Sean Ashmore as Bobby, um, or Iceman, uh, which is his alias. I always just call him Iceman. He's actually really good as Iceman, too. Um, I'm still sad I didn't get a gambit in that I don't have Anna Paquin on here because she's a terrible rogue, and she's probably the only casting that I hate. In his first series.
1: I was going to say, like, she's definitely... I'm glad she's not on, like, anywhere here, because she's definitely not the Rogue I grew up with.
0: Rogue is my favorite X... Rogue and Storm are my favorite X-Men, and no. No, no, no. Um, And then Hugh Jackman, which you already talked about, and Rebecca Rebecca Romaine, who was Rebecca Romaine Stamos at the time, is an amazing mystique. She's so good. Um, Which... I think is why I've never really liked Jennifer Lawrence in the role. Like I actually really like Jennifer Lawrence as an actress, but I Rebecca Romain just did Mystique so much better. And her colouring is consistent as Mystique.
1: Yeah, her hair is also consistent in the yeah. thing. And and she's actually Mystique in the other movies.
0: Yeah, she's actually blue ninety percent of the time in the other movies. Yeah.
2: <sighs> the it's characters are so bad.
0: It's Ugh. so it's terrible um yeah so when the when you come to the new movies they kind of fall off with the exception of the extras and age of apocalypse um now watching it back i realize as much as i love the fact that olivia wilde or olivia olivia munn is an amazing psylocke um that only matters to me and comic readers and people who have never read any of those things know who she is um same thing with the 90s crew in the mall which was a great easter egg for me um wasn't for other people like sadly the later movies like live on a foundation of easter eggs and so even when they have this perfect cast for those easter eggs it's like it really doesn't matter to like a larger audience whereas the mcu has done really well at making a movie for both comic fans and a white audience um sadly we're remembered of all the things that we didn't get from the x-men a lot of the times like when you look at people write retrospectives on the movies or look back on the franchise we like i've already mentioned like the issues of dealing with different types of bigotry anti-lgb's uh, lgbtq sentiment all those types of things um it's one of those things that, like, the X-Men is known for and it's a lore, and we don't get. So a lot of the times it makes it hard to kind of understand. I think for me the biggest piece is when we see Anna Paquin decide to take the frickin' cure. And I'm just like, really? Really? You're doing this? Why are you doing this? Um, and on top of that, like, you don't get to see the push and pull between the Brotherhood and the X-Men. Because that's one of the biggest dynamics is... The Brotherhood of Mutants, which are run by Magneto, are the people who have been so dejected and broken down by society that they go that way, and they go with Magneto. And one of the really great dynamics in X-Men series is watching an X-Men walk that line and be pushed towards the Brotherhood. And we don't get that here either. And outside of Wolverine, we've just seen the same characters used over and over again without having any growth. Um, which is something that's really sad. I mean, Dark Phoenix is happening again. Again. <laughs> and Wolverine was not everything and everywhere. Like, Wolverine was the staple of the universe. And at least they ended him correctly. Even though, it, like, the majority of X-Men movies are just Wolverine movies. Not wrong. <laughs> Um, but we know what they did. They set the tone for the world that we live in now that is filled with superheroes, and they set the road for the MCU. Um, so that's, that's kind of how, that's all I have to say. That's it. We made it an hour. (laughs) Uh, No,
2: I mean, I know, well, I was gonna say, I know you thought about, like, why should we do this, and I don't really understand, and, like, we don't like a lot of these movies, and a lot of people don't, but, I mean, I guess to me, like, you said like this was the first thing they did they tried this out as much as it was technically bad it still lasted pretty much maybe at least 19 possibly 20 depending on what happened to New Mutants and to say that your quote-unquote franchise made 13 movies over 19 years is kind of unheard of I mean if we look at other franchises and stuff I mean obviously like Star Wars spans more but it still doesn't have as many movies and We do have some good moments, and I really do believe we see... not saying they necessarily took it, but to set the road for the MCU... Like, the MCU takes off eight years after the first X-Men movie. I don't know if people realize that, but it literally was eight years after. So we already had about three or four movies, and then... I just think there was a lot you could learn from it. I mean, mean, Marvel didn't even have a lot of the properties that they even... A lot of the characters that they're even using in the MCU right now at this point when they started. And there's no Spider-Man, and... Whether it turned out good or I mean it ends up at I mean obviously we haven't seen Dark Phoenix even though I've seen enough of the trailers these days and had enough review stuff so like it doesn't look good, it never looked good and for everything we talked about it wasn't good, but it it does a lot and it brings something even if it goes out like with just a wimp like they tried something new and we we've talked about this with other things Kate, um, sometimes the people have to be pioneers in some ways and the sad part about being a pioneer is usually you're the one that fails, but you end up paving, or depending on what we do, like we used Oregon Trail, you're the one that dies, um, for other people to do it correctly and to do it more efficiently. And I really feel this franchise, for what it did, as much as it was a letdown, really paved the way for a lot of the stuff we have today.
0: That was such, like, an Alex-level monologue.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything to say. That was a dope monologue, buddy. (laughs) Are you Magneto?
0: <laughs> I mean, if Matt was was an X Men universe character, he would in fact be Magneto. That's
1: that's the poll we need. Which mag, which uh, X Men characters from X Men or from the Brotherhood would would we be? Yeah. Uh, but I really don't have anything to add, to be honest. I think Matt says said everything after doing all the notes for like the MCU episode. They are the first ones to do it correctly outside of just like comic book stuff, but. If you look at the timeline of this, there wasn't really anything to go off of. At least mm-hmm. the MCU had something to go off of, of like, hey, we should plan out all of our movies first, yeah, and, <laughs> and then do the thing. And they, I don't think they really had the vision of going. I think they, I thought, I really think they just seemed like they were going right, to, all right, three movies and done, because that's did. kind of yeah. the standard. Uh, But they try to do more. I guess once you see Batman Begins and Spider Man come along, I guess. Because they come out a little bit after. But, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I also think, like, it's one of those things. Like, now that Disney owns Fox, because Disney owns everything, we're going to be getting more. We're going to be getting a reboot. We're going to be getting X-Men stories. We don't know how. We don't know when. Um, At D23, um, which is Disney's Expo, they're supposed to be debuting the future of the MCU. I don't know if that includes shows. Uh, my theory, this is just a theory. I'm not spoiling anything because I obviously haven't seen it. Um, is Wanda vision in my head is gonna be like the reverse of House of M. Um, so if you don't know what House of M is, Wanda and Vision have a relationship. They have children. Um, how does that happen because he's a robot. Um, she makes them um from reality, which is why Wanda is also the strongest mutant in existence. Um, and then when vision dies, she realizes that her kids are fake and she unmakes everything and she says let there be no mutants and there are no mutants at all um and so i am thinking a reverse is going to happen where she's going to make mutants cuz she's so alone
2: i think they just screwed up the timeline with all the time travel crap Shh. that what we're getting shit <laughs> But I will say this, obviously, because we talked, I mean, even if we're talking about bringing Up Thing, like, this is also, like, it's easy to do, um, like, tr- the trilogies and stuff that we brought up, like, Spider-Man and, like, The Dark Knight, it's easy to do with one character. They did it with, like, eight or, like, six. And so, obviously, it was mainly focused on Wolverine for the most part, but, like, they do bring back a lot of people for most of these and start adding new people.
0: Yeah, they're ensemble movies.
2: Correct. Yeah. And I, I mean, and as much as like we don't,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't care if Disney takes over everything. Uh, I think one of the reasons that like, these movies don't do so well is because they don't, they feel like they they, they just made the movie to make the movies because they don't want to lose rights and stuff. But now that like everything's under one roof, I can, I don't see, I mean, it could, we could get a continuity that makes actual sense with kind of everything there. And I don't have to like look at Quicksilver, but not call him Quicksilver because of rights and things because now we have everything in the world. it needs to happen like forever from now i don't i i don't as much as like the whole Wandavision stuff would be cool i i think we need to put some space in between dark phoenix and the next reboot i don't think it'll happen because disney likes their money but give give it give it like five or six years before we even talk about Putting X Men in our MCUs. Yeah, and
0: that's the thing. Like, I I don't want to see them in the M C U so much as I want to see them in like T V shows. Or TV shows would be super I want good to see yeah. them in animated form, like actually like, new anime Like, I just want Marvel to use their properties and give me D C level animation.
1: Yeah, yes. and I think that makes a lot of sense because like all of these issues that we're talking about, it's hard to do that in just one movie. While also talking about mutants, while also talking about backstory and things. So if it was all in like a TV show, I think that makes a lot more
2: sense.
0: Definitely. Um, But yeah, that's all I have. Is that all you guys have?
2: Yeah, apparently I said my monologue and then we kept talking. But yes, I'm
0: done. (laughs) I'm sorry, we didn't just let your mic drop.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs)
0: okay um,
1: man, we gotta talk about disney bro come on
0: (laughs) um as always you can find us at but why the pc on all of our social medias we are most active on twitter so hit us up there on top of that if you want to support us a little bit more head on over to our patreon patreon.com slash but why the pc where you get exclusive episodes that we record just for you guys as well as stuff that we cut from the episode um cut from the episodes and you can find me on Twitter at Randier, Adrian?
1: Yep, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperRish93,
2: S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Uh, I'm going to end in space instead of on a train.
0: Oh, God.